I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor, and we are the Boo Crew. Welcome to episode 140. Here's a Boo Crew fright fact. In 2007's Trick or Treat, pretty much all the jack-o'-lanterns were made from either ceramic or foam. A big joke between the cast and crew was that no pumpkins were harmed during the making of the film. If you enjoy the Boo Crew, please rate and write a review on Apple Podcasts. We absolutely love it, especially when you not only put the stars, but you write something nice, too. Yay! It's so awesome. Like, I can't explain how fun it is because... Let's face it, it's been pretty shitty, and it keeps getting shittier. (laughs) So, when you have a pile of shit, and then you see, like, a nice sunshine, that's what I allude this to, like... A A pile of shit and a nice sunshine on the shit. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Or a flower, a spring flower growing out of the pile of shit. That's right. right. That's what these are. <laughs> a, nice, a nice sentiment. <laughs> because it's like, I want to make a scrapbook with all this shit. Well, we also, we haven't seen anybody. Usually we have guests come in and some publicists. Sometimes we get to see and experience people in the studio, in the room with us. It kind of feels like we're creating in a vacuum a little bit. So it's really nice to know that you're on the other side of this listening along. That's true. Right. That's really true. It has been really lonely. Seeing people on Zoom, I mean, it's cool to see people, but it's not like actually having someone here or seeing someone in person and interacting. And it's such a weird feeling. And these reviews are just, they're so kind and you guys are so nice. They really regenerate us. Yeah, they do. Now we're reading them at the top of the show. So we got a few to get to today. So we'll get to them right away. Leo, kick us off. What do you got? We got one from a guy named uh, Scotty7201. He writes, The Scariest Podcast. I love the Boo Crew. Every night on my way to work, I put on an episode. You have the best actors, directors, and musicians from some amazing horror films and bands. Keep up the amazing work you all do. Stay safe. Rating five stars. Thank you, Scotty7201. You know what that makes me think of? Scotty doesn't know. You're Scotty out. doesn't know. <laughs> Leo, you down with Scotty doesn't know? Yeah. Oh my god. Man. European vacation. Euro trip. <laughs> Euro trip. Euro trip. Euro trip. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Minus one Chevy well, you know Chase. What? It takes like, it's not horror, but parts of it are pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't seen Eurotrip, oh my gosh, please watch it. You'll laugh. It's a must see. All right. We're going to go now to AJ, who says, my favorite horror podcast. Been a big fan of this show for quite some time. Finally getting around to leaving this review. I've discovered so many awesome indie horror films because of this show. As the vocalist of a horror satire metal band called We're Wolves, I'm always on the search for new horror films to inspire our videos, music, and content from. Thank you guys for always making my commute to and from work a joy. Keep up the amazing and informative work, you guys. This show deserves much more praise and attention. Rating five stars. Thank you, AJ. You made Aww, our yes. so nice. Yeah. 
so much, yeah. AJ. You know, my son's best friend is AJ. One of his. Is that him who left the review? Well, he's eight. I'm pretty okay. sure he's not in a band. <laughs> and I don't think he has a job. Maybe driving I mean, he his could be in a band. family crazy. That is true. He could be in a band. It would probably be about Roblox. So <laughs> I don't think it's him. Well, if you want to leave a review, hit up Apple Podcasts. Drop us a star, however many you need. A star? A, a star like, or two or... or Five. Okay, oh, five. Five. We need five. We need five. We need five. <laughs> and write top us, off the tank. Write us something and we're going to read it uh, at the top of the show here. We Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And thank you for everybody that has left reviews and that are going to in the future. You guys are awesome. That said, on this episode, you are hanging out with the iconic Danny Trejo. From his work with Robert Rodriguez in the Machete franchise, the Desperado films, Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects, Halloween, and Three from Hell, to classics like Heat and Con Air, we celebrate his incredible career and talk about the new documentary, Inmate Number One, The Rise of Danny Trejo, that chronicles his journey of spending 11 years in and out of the toughest maximum security penitentiaries in the world to going to one of the world's most recognizable actors and personalities. Episode 140 starts now. This is Danny Trejo, and I'm hanging out with the Boo Crew. Boo. The Boo Crew dusts a fright flick off the shelf for Ah! Horror Homework. All right, so this is how it works. We're going to go around the room and around the world wide web all the way out to Leo in beautiful downtown Eagle I don't know how that became a thing, but it is now a thing. Uh, We each highlight a horror flick to each other and possibly even to you that we consider a must-see or perhaps worth a revisit. Starting, as always, with Leo. Woo, Leo. Guys, I checked out a movie called The Room from 2019. Very cool. I'm aware of The Room. Yeah, it's not the movie The Room that you think it is. With Tommy Wiseau or whatever? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not that one. Uh, This one is... I believe a Shutter exclusive, and it's directed by Christian uh, Volkman, written by Sabrina B. Kareen and Christian Volkman himself with the original idea. This has uh, really two stars in the movie, just about two actors in the whole movie. A husband and wife played by a uh, wife played by Olga Kurlienko, Kate, and you you'll know her because she was a Bond girl opposite Daniel Craig in Quantum of Solace, and she played Ben Affleck's wife in Terrence Malick's movie To the Wonder. So you've definitely seen her around in a lot of stuff. And then Kevin Jansen's plays Matt, the husband, and you've also seen him in the movie Revenge that came out just about a year ago or so. So in this movie, it plays out where husband and wife buy a house, this like brownstone building out in the country, you know, in Maryland somewhere in the woods. They start to remodel and he, you know, he's a, he's an artist. So he starts to like figure out where he's going to start painting and setting up his, his, you know, his equipment to start continuing his art life and all that. And upon that, upon, you know, trying to remodel the house, they discover this room. When they go into it, it's weird. There's like this, uh, lights start flickering around the house. So they call this electrician and the electrician comes out and he's like, what's going on? And what they discover is that the house is wired up by so many wires going everywhere that it looks like Giger himself, who like did the alien designs for the movie Alien, like it's, it looks like he designed it. There's just like this crazy spider web of, of cables everywhere. And the guy's like, sorry, can't help you. See you later. But what happens is he soon discovered that this room will give him anything he wants. So it starts off with like finishing a bottle of, you know, of alcohol and, and he's like, uh, you know, I wish I had another one. 
lights flicker off, and then a second later they flicker back on, and he's got a bottle waiting for him there. And he's like, oh shit. So he's like, that can't be real. That's not real, you know? So he starts testing it. And, you know, because he's an artist, he's like, well, give me an original Van Gogh. And sure enough, a Van Gogh shows up. So he starts collecting all his artwork. So the movie plays out like a really fun episode of The Twilight Zone, where husband and wife start going crazy trying to one-up each other. And let me ask you guys, uh, Lauren and Trevor, if you guys could ask for, you know, one thing right away, what would you ask for? Oh, money. Okay. And millions Lauren, and millions of dollars. Uh, yes, yes. And Lauren? Uh, probably Winky, the dog. Our Chihuahua that, that passed, passed away. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would bring, so imagine that. The lights, the lights flicker back. off, the lights flicker back on, and you got your millions of dollars, and you got your pet. Oh, Winky. So you're like, hey, this is pretty fun, right? Because you want to see how far they take it, right? Because it's like, it's, it's a running joke. Like, I'm sure your kids probably think about that. If you could make one wish, what would you wish for, you know? Oh, and God. it's like, oh, this is pretty funny, you know? Now. The movie takes a twist real quick, and it becomes really fucking dark. It goes from, like, that fun Twilight Zone episode to, like, hey, guess what? Now we're psychological horror and even philosophical horror. Nice. So, it's like, it went places where I didn't think it would, because, you know, like I said, you're asking for diamonds, you're asking for money, you're asking for, you know, the Mona Lisa, all that kind of stuff, and it appears, but then after a while, you're like, what are they going to ask for next, you know? And then you actually see it, and you're like, oh, this is fucked up. Like, how do you deal with that situation, you know? So the movie starts to unfold. It gets really dark. In the horror sense, it's not like something creepy that there's something there that jumps out at you. There's a lot of atmosphere in this, and a good, a good setup, and a good location of this house and sets and all that. It's the decisions that they make that makes it really, really dark and creepy. And then the outcome. I highly recommend this if you want to see something, something original and something crazy that starts off like a little campy and fun, and then it gets really nuts, I highly recommend this. Check it out. It's a Shudder original. It's called The Room from 2019. Sounds awesome. Awesome. I'm stoked for it. All right. Lauren and I saw a film originally released in 2018, written and directed by Pascal Logier. He is known for his 2008 movie Martyrs, which is the first French genre film to ever be considered for an 18-plus rating after an appeal they eventually settled on giving it a 16 plus and martyrs went on to win countless festival awards including sitkiss it's been called the greatest horror film of the 21st century i have not seen martyrs leo did you see martyrs i know they remade it as well i've seen the original version of it um i saw it once and you know that was around the time it's like i saw that and i saw the hostile movies and i think i saw yeah inside it was was kind of the one of those things that's like extreme horror yes. right yeah we've not seen martyrs yet no. but after seeing what we're about to talk about i definitely am, I, I mean gotta check out martyrs after he did martyrs his first english language film was called the tall man back in 2012 with jessica Beale, and then he followed that up with this film we're about to talk about now his second english language film and it is called incident in a ghost land this thing stars crystal reed from shows like Teen Wolf, Gotham, and Swamp Thing recently. Amelia Jones, who plays Kinsey on Lock and Key for Netflix. Taylor Hickson, who is on Freeform's awesome witch show, Motherland. Yes. That is amazing if you haven't seen it. And, yeah, uh, that's great. And Mylene Farmer. And it's got a score of 56% on Rotten Tomatoes and a runtime right in the sweet spot of an hour and 31 minutes. 
One minute, oh one minute God. higher than the sweet spot. But I can give it. I can give it that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hour yeah. thirty is perfect. <laughs> Under an hour yeah. thirty, that's like a unicorn. It instantly <laughs> right. gets bonus points if right? it's an hour and thirty or in that like. Yeah. Sweet spot. Yeah, I don't know. Just the ability to tell a swift story in under an hour 30 is monumental to me. But I feel like some movies need more time. Like an Ari Aster movie. Like it can't be summed up in an hour and a half. I'm sorry. It's true. Right. So this film is about a woman and her two teenage girls who move into their late aunt's house in the middle of nowhere after she passes away. Upon moving into this house, they quickly become victims of a home invasion. And we'll leave it at that. I think this is one of the best horror films I've seen in the past few years, bar none. Wow, that's a bold statement. Wouldn't you wow. say? It was really good. I, I mean, really... we were shocked. Yeah. Again, it was one of those late night streaming decisions where you're like flicking around and, oh, you see the, the poster on Shutter or whatever and just like, oh, wow, that looks kind of interesting. Yeah. We'll give it a spin. I did not expect it to be this good. What happens in the first 20 minutes was shocking, fierce, and brutal. It hits the ground running. It's like an adrenaline shot. Yeah, it is. I got my interest so fast. Yeah. Like, we watch movies really late, and sometimes I'm known to fall asleep. But this one, I was wide awake for the whole thing because it was just so crazy. I just couldn't believe the things I was seeing. Again, it happens so fast. There's no waiting around. It sucks you right in, and it doesn't let go of you. Yeah. Yet actually, there's times in this film where you're literally breathless. Like, I remember grabbing your knees or whatever. Just, can you believe what just happened? Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's like a lot of moments like that. Usually in a great wow. movie, maybe one moment like that. In this, there were a ton of moments like that. Yeah. I was oh, like, damn. kept saying, oh, shit, no. Oh, shit, no. Yeah, and I just oh, haven't seen and just <laughs> shit <laughs> right. that would just blow your mind that you just didn't see coming. And I honestly, there's not many movies that deliver those punches. Yeah, you oh, definitely damn. get invested in this family. Oh, yeah. And what they're going through. And you're just like, how can this happen? I just, I feel so bad. And like. But it's an original take on. Yes. On that home invasion genre, I guess. I guess you can call it a genre. There's a lot of horror yeah, films that yeah. are based in home invasions. But yeah, this takes it and spins it completely on its head. The production design is fantastic. It's done by this guy, Gordon Wilding, who has created this amazing house with incredible antiques, a very cool mirror that plays a, a yeah. part in the in the plot. It's a feast for the eyes, an amazing soundtrack done by this guy, Todd Bryanton, who hails from Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh, my God. Up in Canada, which Good is very close, very close to where I was born. I was born in Prince Albert, oh, wow. Saskatchewan. And my parents oh, nice. are my parents are right by Regina. Are they having some beaver tails over there? They're probably having some hookers beaver tails. It's called hookers. <laughs> yeah, the place that makes beaver tails is called hookers. You're fucking lying. No, and I'm not talking about like beaver. If for those unaware, what is a beaver? A tail? beaver tail. Yeah, I, I'm not aware. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not what you think. It's not an actual beaver's tail. <laughs> it's kind of. Okay. It's like a pastry treat. It's like a pastry treat. I guess they'd you go to the market downtown maybe. And you know how they'd have a, a food stand or whatever, <laughs> like where they'd sell hot dogs or something like that. Well, in okay. ca- in Canada, they sometimes have in certain parts of Canada, 
a beaver tail stand. Oh, gosh. Hooker's Beaver Tails. Hooker's is the name of the company that makes the beaver tails. They couldn't think of a different name. I, I don't know. Yeah, right? So <laughs> a beaver tail is basically, I, I don't know exactly what's it, but it's like a churro, but flat. So it resembles a beaver tail. Mm-hmm. Imagine oh. you took a churro and smashed the shit out of it with a mallet. Wow. Or ran over it with a truck. Oh, great. Yeah, let's send that one back. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds but it's like really this, like a flat beaver tail size. You got to imagine a churro yeah. flattened out to that size. How big and how much oh, churro nice. do you get? So that's what it is. And you you put like a little lemon and brown sugar on it. And that'd be called a Kilaleo sunrise. Are you making this? No, shit that's what they call okay. it. It's a very special treat up in Ottawa, Canada, when they let you skate on the canal when it freezes wow. over in the winter. Can you Winterlude La Balle de Neige? Oh. And wow. you, you go on the La Balle de Neige and you enjoy yourself a hooker beaver tail, you are in seventh heaven. Wow. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. but can anyway, you get poutine and You can also, you sure can. I don't think they have them at the same booth. But do you wear your bunny hug? You wear your bunny hug? <laughs> Jesus. And your toque? Uh, and you go on your toboggan? Uh, Anyway, Anyways, let's get okay, back, back to this wonderful so, movie. Todd Bryanton, giant <laughs> of Saskatchewan, the composer. His work is so great. I, at first, I thought it was Rock Banyos, the guy that Fetty Alvarez uses in like oh, Evil yeah, Dead yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's got that same yeah. tone. These like swells that that are so just amplify the dread. And I was that sounds like Rock Banyos. No, it was it was this guy Todd Bryanton. This movie also came with some controversy. Sure did. Which we had no idea going in. As it has Taylor Hickson, who we had noticed. I think we didn't even notice as soon as we start. Oh, there's Taylor Hickson from Motherland on Freeform, which is, uh, you know, a movie, about a TV series about a, an army of, of witches. witches, basically. She oh, was damn. 19 at the time she filmed this and allegedly was performing a scene where she's pounding on a glass door with her face right next to it. And allegedly she was told to pound harder during a really emotional scene to the point where it shattered and put her head and upper body through the glass, cutting the left side of her face, leaving her with 70 stitches, permanently scarring her. And the craft service lady had to hold her face together with napkins. It was bleeding so much. Damn. So there was a suit filed. Apparently she did not attend the film's premiere, but has said she has never worked so hard on a production in her life, has bittersweet memories about it. That's very unfortunate. At the same time, I feel that for what she did. Sacrifice. Right. Sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. You got to see it. Yeah, you do. Her performance is unfucking believable It really is. It's such a good movie. Like the acting is really, really good in it. And I just, I feel so horrible that that happened to her. You will never see anything like this movie. I honestly believe I could tell you this right now. You're going to have a great time with it. It will scare the shit out of you and disturb the hell out of you. Check it out. It's streaming. One of those places is Shudder. That's where we ended up seeing it. The Boo Crew will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. This is the Boo Crew Podcast. Danny was in a high stakes world from a very young age. Addicted to heroin since he was 12. He was just a kid caught up in the game. I had a sawed-off shotgun and a hand grenade. I buried him. And I told my mom, be real careful in the backyard. (laughs) This is a guy who's seen death just to get to 16 years old. It's like the Wild West. You're going to be a criminal. Be a criminal 24 hours a day. Wow. His name rang through every prison. They knew he was coming. They always knew he was coming. I'm going to be top predator no matter what. It's clear they're going to kill me. I made a promise to myself. Start trying to do good. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. It's the Boo Crew. What's up? Danny, what's up, man? Oh, everything's good. How you doing? Good, good. We're doing great, man. Thank you. So it's myself, Trevor. My wife, Lauren, is here. Hello. And then we got my friend Leo, and you can't see him. He's not on video, but he is, uh, he's listening in, and he can talk. Hey, Danny, nice to meet you. I'm Leo. What's up, Leo? It's the Boo Crew. All right. Joining the Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio is a true legend. With close to 400 film and TV projects, he is one of the most recognizable actors and voice actors of all time. Movies like Desperado, From Dust Till Dawn, Heat, Con Air, Spy Kids, and Devil's Rejects, Halloween, TV series so diverse it's unbelievable. From The Young and the Restless and Elena of Avalor to Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad and everything in between. In 2016, he went into the restaurant business and brought some of the most talked about tastes to Los Angeles and became even further ingrained into the mystique and magic of this one wonderful city as well as people's hearts and stomachs with Trejo's tacos and Trejo's coffee and donuts even the late Anthony Bourdain was a fan his story goes even deeper than that with the youth spent in and out of jail for 11 years at the most notorious prisons in the world like San Quentin and Folsom he has used his journey to inspire and help others he is not only your favorite badass from your favorite film or on that machete poster on your wall his name and face have become a symbol of salvation and a representation of the strength of goodness of love he is a subject of a fabulous new documentary that takes you on that journey. No matter what's going on in your life, you've got something to take away from this film that will change you forever. It's called Inmate Number One, The Rise of Danny Trejo, and it's available on digital July 7th. We are honored to welcome Mr. Danny Trejo. What's yeah. up? How you doing? God bless. God bless. How you doing? We're doing great, man. And thank you so much for spending time with us today. We are huge fans of all your work. Even the person who does the voiceovers for our show is the guy who does all the machete trailers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, seeing that trailer for a movie that didn't yet exist in 2007's Grindhouse, that thing lit the theater on fire. Now, that movie was an event and the trailer was even a bigger event. How was that machete idea presented to you from Robert Rodriguez? And did you think it would turn into this? When we were doing Desperado, Robert saw that I was out in the crowd. We were doing, we were working in Acuna, Mexico. And so all the Mexicans would get around me and be asking me for my autograph and stuff. And, and uh, Robert said, hey, they think you're the star of this movie. I said, you mean I'm not? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was signing 
autographs and taking pictures. And uh, he says, you know, I got this character I, I want you to think about. Machete, this guy that fights with machetes. That's all I needed. I said, yeah, I'm in. And we did that. Then we did uh, Spy Kids. And we said, hey, let's call this guy Uncle Machete. And so then we did that. Then when they did Grindhouse, they needed some fake trailers. So Robert says, I got one. So he did that. We did that fake trailer. And when we came out of the uh, theater, everybody was, hey, we got to make that movie. You got to make. That's how it actually started. So it started 20 years ago. And, and uh, when it came out, it was just iconic. It was crazy. you know. And uh, I loved watching little kids come up for Halloween dressed as machete. You know? <laughs> and uh, that was so cool. Everyone asks, is Machete going to end up taking that journey into space that we're promised in yeah, Machete Robert, Kills? You know, I, I, think, I think Robert started doing American movies. I don't know. He's, I don't know what he's doing, but he, I don't know. We're waiting on him. Yeah. That would be a killer. <laughs> it would be amazing. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio and robot Justin Bieber. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Machete has the coolest toys, like the Swiss Army Machete, the cell phone Machete. Yeah. Sofia Vergara has her double D cannon. <laughs> Have you kept yes. any mementos from your films, like the iconic vest or the throwing knights or anything like that? I would have loved that movie, even if I wasn't in it, because I mean, me and Jessica Alba killed four people in the first two minutes. Yeah. You know I mean? and, <laughs> right. and then I got to kiss Jessica Alba eight times. And uh, so it was like, nobody can make fun of me ever. I kissed Jessica Alba. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been the leading man? Shut up. I kissed Jessica Alba. <laughs> so no souvenirs to line the walls of Trejo's Tacos? No, just the memory of her kiss. That, that was it. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> she was so awesome. You know, she was great. And she's fun to, you know, she was just, she was great sense of humor. And I've worked with some, I mean, I have worked with some great actors. Like Michelle Rodriguez, Jessica Alba, Sofia Vergara, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga was awesome. I didn't you know. I thought you know, most uh, singers have a kind of, they're kind of like the star of everything they do. And sure. she was awesome. She's a, definitely a team player. And I got her pots and pans because uh, she cooks her own food, you know, so when uh, they bought her some pots and pans for her trailer. And then when it was over, I said, hey, Gaga, what are you going to do with your pots and pans? Well, leave them. So I took them. So I got them all. Lady Gaga's pots and pans. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> she's so cool. And she's really, I had some friends. She was having a, a concert in Seattle, and it was sold out. And I had some friends in Seattle that called me. I said, do you know Lady? So I called her. She answered the phone. That's amazing. And I said, hey, I got these couple of friends. She had them backstage with her. I was just like, she was just so beautiful, man. They said, man, we felt like movie stars. Oh, that's so awesome to hear, man. I love a story like that. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, speaking of killing, the people at Buzz Bingo have tallied up a kill count over the years, and you now have the record. You have surpassed Christopher Lee as the most killed actor on screen. Right on. And what all that means is, 
I've been working quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daddy, one of our favorite horror films of all time is from Dust Till Dawn, and, and you continue yeah. to be in the sequels and the TV series. Your character was the best, too, and you, you got to turn into a vampire yeah. and hang out with Selma Hayek, and you died yeah. the coolest death ever. What are your memories of that? It was, I mean, from Dust Till Dawn, it was just so unbelievable. And, uh, you know, like... I read the script and I read the free, oh, it's a gangster movie, right? And then, wait a minute, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. and uh, God, I was an amazing, I was the best vampire. And my daughter took a picture of me as a vampire to school and said, here's a picture of my daddy. And this is, and here's my daddy when he gets mad. And she has a kind of picture of a vampire. So when I went to pick her up, all the kids were like staring at me. You know, don't make it mad. Don't make it mad. Were you much of a horror movie fan growing up at all? I was love, there- are you kidding? I love it. I love it. Best thing in the world is a uh, uh, first date. Take him to see a horror movie because they will want to hold on to you. <laughs> <laughs> except, for, except for I took I took a girl named Joanne to see a a movie called The Omen and. I wanted to hold on to her. I was the scariest thing. You're a wuss. Shut up. This is scary. You've worked with Rob Zombie on a few of his films as well. Oh, when did you awesome. guys first meet and what kind of energy does he bring, man? Rob is awesome. I first met Rob on a film called uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. That was so much fun. It was like unbelievable. And Rob is just. He is just a sweetheart. You know what I mean? And then he was doing another one called Halloween. And we were doing a premiere to uh, uh, Rejects. And somebody said, hey, are you going to be in Rob's next movie? And I thought, whoa. He said, well, he's doing Halloween. Rob! Because he was over on this other, hey, I better be in your next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Your death in Halloween was very emotional. That was a sad moment, man. That was, yeah. You know what? I tell you a story. At first, they didn't kill me. At first, I was just a character that disappeared. And then when the big wigs watched the movie, they said, you know what? We got to kill Trejo because it doesn't, you know, because it gives him a redeeming carry, a redeeming part. So I was in New York. Rob calls me and says, Trejo, I got good news and bad news. I said, What's the bad news you well we gotta kill you again i said i know what the bad i know what the bad news for you is is the good news is i get paid again said, you're right <laughs> so so they had to bring me back and kill me boy did he kill me throughout all your films your personal past was always kind of an urban legend to to the audience. Danny Trejo is this iconic bad guy, but no, did you really know he spent time in maximum security lockdown for real? And you've been a drug counselor and a public speaker on your experiences for a long time now, but why was now the time to take it a step further and actually turn this into a, and tell your story in a film? Well, I think uh, what I like about this, this is it gives a lot of hope. You know, like we talked to Juvenile Hall and we talked to, penitentiaries and a lot of times juvie youth authority kids start losing hope they start thinking this is it you know this is where i'm going to be and especially when they've seen most of their neighborhood going to prison so i think what we tried to do with this is just give hope to youngsters give hope to guys in prison my little cousin gilbert he went to the joint when he was 17 got out when he was 55 and uh 
you know, and, and he did, he did a, you know, like 28 years, I think, 38 years. And we were trying to say, wait a minute, we got to. So I think that's what we were trying to do is just give some hope. And my life, that's what my life's all about. My life is about being redeemed, you know, and uh, I think I showed that. And I, I think it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you end. This uh, documentary on your life story, man, it's such an amazing story. Are there uh, any plans to have this screened on an ongoing basis for troubled youth in juvenile hall or prison systems as a deterrent and a, a source of inspiration for them to turn their lives around? That's kind of what we're doing. We'll make a deal with the Department of Corrections and the juvenile hall authorities, and we'll have it in juvenile hall and, and, in, and in youth authorities so that they can watch it, so that they can see that, that redeeming, you know, wait a minute, we can be, you know, we can, we can get out of this mess if we want. What was the experience like of going back into those jails and talking to people from your past and reliving all these moments? I think the difference is when I would go, when I go into prisons as an actor, I, I'm a character, there's a shield. But when I go in as myself, it's kind of like you can really feel the tension and you can really taste the, the anxiety of, of the whole thing. You know, it's like prison is the most tension you'll ever feel in your life. You almost taste it. It tastes like, a, like an old penny and you can't shake it. You know, you, you either a predator or prey. That's it. That's all there is to it. So we're out here in Burbank and we couldn't help but notice that in the film, you actually mentioned that you used to rob Bob's Big Boy and Patty's out here on Riverside. Those are like 24 yeah. hour diners. I got to hear about how you pulled that off. Well, that's why a long time ago. Yeah. I robbed it of my uncle. My uncle robbed it too, you know, back in 62. And it was funny because when I was doing a heat, we shot a little in Bob's Big Boy. And there was one of the security guards are usually the retired police officers. And he was sitting there going, Trejo, 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 didn't he? I said, no, my uncle robbed it. I didn't say, I, my uncle robbed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. It was like amazing. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's funny. It's uh, it's uh, I used to rob restaurants, and now I got eight. Right? I got eight of them. <laughs> you know, so, if anybody robs me, it's karma, you know. But I got to tell you, during this pandemic, when they were busting up stores and stuff, they busted up everything around Selma and Coengo, where my restaurant is. They didn't touch my restaurant, so it was pretty lucky. And then the one on La Brea, they bombed a whole bunch of stuff on La Brea, but they didn't touch the restaurant, so... That was cool. Yeah, no, no one's going to mess with uh, Machete, man. Uh, <laughs> what was the scariest thing that you've ever had to witness as an inmate? People dying. I mean, you know, San Quentin, for a while, there was two killings a week. You know, it was like when you pin people up, it's, it's so weird. People think that prison is like this place where everybody walks around being tough and pushing you don't. You know, it's like if you're in a room full of killers, the last thing you want to do is piss somebody off, you know? So it's actually very respectful. You, you know, that's people demand, you know, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and, and uh, cause you never know who you're staring at. You made a movie with your son, Gilbert, who not only directed it, but stars in it with you titled from a son. When can we expect to see this film? 
you know, I'm not sure. He's uh, I know he was waiting for this pandemic to finish and stuff, you know. But but that was that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. My son was the director, you know, and I, he would tell me I, I used to put you on timeout. You know, are you crazy? But I had to realize that he's a director. That means he gets the same respect as Michael Mann, as Robert Rodriguez, as any of the other directors I worked with. And when we did that, it came out really well. The movie, I cry in this, and I've never cried in a movie. You know, I wasn't much of a crier anyway, but because you know, I was taught, you know, men don't cry and all that crap. And uh, he kind of softened me up talking about what he did when he was a kid and how cute he was. And we talked then. So when it came time for this scene, I, I just lost it. You know what I mean? I wanted to cry like, like John Wayne. All right, Pilgrim. Wow. I lost it. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. You know, and I walked away and tried to, but the whole crew was crying and, and I walked away to Gilbert. Hey, nice acting dad. He was, <laughs> he was, he was cool. You know, I also started a record label. I started a record label called Trails Music. Yeah. And we got some great, great artists on that. And uh, my Sarah, my singer, Tara New right now, she just got, her and Baby Bash got a record out called Satisfy My Soul that is awesome. That'll be on Cruise with Cruise. Actually, I saw the video a couple days ago. It's awesome. It came out back in April, man. Congratulations yeah, on that, good. dude. And then... Uh, I have a little fighter that I started working with. Her name is Sinise Estrada, and she won the WBC and the WBA World Championship. It's 108 pounds. Wow. Oh, oh nice. my gosh. You got lots of stuff going on, man. It's amazing. She's amazing. I love watching her fight. Well, Danny, we so appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Inmate number one on VOD at time of release. Available now. What Thank an you, honor, Danny. man. Thank, Thank you. you so yeah. much. Thank you. Congratulations yeah. on the film. That was the Boo Crew Podcast episode 140. Special thanks to our guest, Danny Trejo. At time of release, check out Inmate Number One, The Rise of Danny Trejo on VOD Now. Follow him at Official Danny Trejo on Instagram and Official Danny T on Twitter. If you like this episode, check out episode 131 with Greg Nicotero, episode 110 with BJ McDonald, and episode 66 with Bill Mosley. Production tracks for this episode provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! The Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network, home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full-cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy for disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.